Well, we've been talking about Jesus, and really, I think a lot of people don't have a, a, a the revelation that they need of Jesus. And I think that we need to get a greater revelation of who Jesus is. Amen? And I believe the greater revelation of, uh, of Jesus that if you receive in your life, the greater faith you're going to walk in and the greater joy you're going to have in your walk. Do you believe that today? And so we've been talking about Jesus all month. And we talked about in the first session that Jesus qualifies to be our best friend. Do you believe that today? And why does he qualify? Because I'm going to say this, whatever problem that you have encountered, Jesus encountered it. Amen. Jesus encountered every, every uh, problem known to man. He, he encountered it, but he's the overcomer. And I'm going to say this to you today, that you can overcome because the greater one is on the inside of you. Jesus showed us how to be an overcomer in this life despite the obstacles that was against him. There were a lot of obstacles against Jesus. But he taught us that. And, and so, he, so, so he's, the Bible says he's our high priest and he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He, he qualifies to be our high priest. Amen? We discovered also that Jesus still does miracles. How many people believe that Jesus still can do a miracle in the house? And I'm telling you, he can do a miracle in your body. He can do a miracle in your finances. He can do a miracle in your relationships. Do you believe that today? And he's a miracle worker, glory to God. And, you know, maybe you're believing God for a miracle. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. I'm going to say, as the Bible says, keep standing. The Bible says, you know, I, I hate to tell you this, but it's not faith alone that will get you the miracle. It's faith and patience. Oh. The Bible says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So it's faith and patience. So it's the process. So we have to, we sometimes, there's a process in receiving the provision. But in that process, I'm telling you, warriors are made in deserts. And I'm telling you, God is creating warriors in the house, in this house, and in this church. You believe that today? And then we found out Jesus is our shepherd. And I love that he's, he's our shepherd and we shall not lack for any good thing. And, and all these sermons that I ministered, if you, haven't been, you know, if you haven't been in the service, go back and look at some of these. I believe you'll be blessed. We found out also Jesus is coming again. And that's awesome because, you know, he, he was raised up in a cloud and the angel said, as you see him go up, he's going to come back. And I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. You believe that today? I'm telling you, the, the Bible says the world out here is going to get worse, but the church is going to get lighter. In other words, the, the, the glory of the church is going to grow brighter in these dark days. Do you believe that today? And I believe it today. I believe that God's light and his glory is in the house. It's upon the people, upon you. And we're here to let our light shine so that people can see our good works and glorify God that is in heaven. We discovered last week that, you know, that, that sickness is not a blessing from God. <laughs> Some people think sickness 
is something that God puts on you to teach you something. But we found out the word of God teaches us the truth. Amen. God chastises us with his word and not with sickness. But, you know, but, the, but we found out that Jesus, you know, I mean, I, mean, I mean, how would God put sickness on you? With his hands? No, the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Would he do it with his mouth? The Bible says that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. There's nothing but good from God. And you've got to realize that God is good and the devil is bad and the devil wants to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we can have life and have it what? More abundantly. So I want to walk in abundance of health. How about you? And I believe you can walk in that abundance of health. And, and today we're going to talk about that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Amen? Jesus is the Lamb of God. And John 1, 29, this is, um, uh, this is John, uh, the, uh, the baptizer, the cousin of Jesus. And so he's, he's there and he sees Jesus. And he actually says this, he makes this remark. He says, the next day uh, saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I'm telling you, Jesus, I, I, I believe that, that uh, what, uh, what the Bible reveals that Jesus is likened to through even the Old Testament and the New Testament is a lamb. I know he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. But he's also the Lamb of God slain for the foundation of the world. And think about this. A lamb is meek and humble. And Jesus is meek and he's humble. Amen. I'm telling you, humility is probably one of the, I would say is one of the greatest attributes of a Christian walk. I'm telling you, the more humble we are, the more power. I'm going to say this again. The more humble you are, the more power of God you're going to walk in. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we have to continue to walk humbly before our God. So, so, so he says, G Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The, the Lamb is mentioned 104 times in the scripture. Half of them is mentioned in the first five books of the Bible. And, and a lot of the, the, the uh, description of Jesus as the Lamb is, is mentioned in the book of Revelation. And in Revelation 5, 11, and 12, it says, Then look, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches, wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing." Isn't that awesome? So, so, so worthy is the Lamb. Amen. I like what it says in Revelation 12, 11. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And the blood of Jesus is the most powerful blood in the universe. It has the power to wipe away every sin that we've ever committed. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus is powerful. And we overcome because of the blood of Jesus. So we have to consider this. And, and I, I, I want to just talk to you a little bit uh, uh, about the Old Testament and how God delivered the Israelites and how this connects to 
uh, this week of Passover and uh, how the Jews are celebrating Passover this week. And we celebrate it because I'm telling you, death has passed over us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you don't have to fear death. Glory to God, because Jesus tasted death for each one of us. And so we know the Israelites, and we know that God, you know, did these uh, awesome uh, miracles uh, to get the Israelites out of the bondage of the Egyptians. And we know that there were ten plagues. And, you know, God was really, I really believe he was really easy on them with these plagues. And he, and he was trying to get them to get, you know, get to a place. He was trying to get Pharaoh to get to a place where he would release the Israelites. But, you know, Pharaoh just kept hardening his heart. And I don't know about you, but I don't want a hard heart. And I'm telling you, if, if something starts messing up in my life and things aren't going well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check up and say, Lord, is there any areas in my life? I know if you live godly, you're going you're gonna to suffer some persecution. I'm not talking about that. But what I'm saying is that sometimes that the curse can be rolling in and we could be opening the door to the curse. Amen. And Pharaoh, he was not, you know, he was not uh, heeding to the Lord. And, you know, God is so merciful and, and he's so kind. But, but finally he had to do the final judgment was to send a death angel and to kill the firstborn uh, of every family uh, uh, in, in the nation of Egypt. And so, so he had to do that just so that the children of Israel would be released. And, you know, one of the reasons why uh, that they need, they need to be released is sacrifice. You know, one of the reasons Moses said, well, I, I want to take the children of Israel out so we can sacrifice to our Lord. They, 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 the, the, uh, in my study, the Egyptians, they worship lambs. And there was no way they could sacrifice a lamb. So, 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 uh, so the Egyptians, you know, uh, the Pharaoh, uh, he, he, he hardened his heart, but the death angel had to come. So what, what did God tell the Israelites? He said, you needed to take blood and you need to put it on, on, on the post of the door and on the sides. And you need to take a lamb and you need to eat that lamb and you need to be ready. Amen. And the blood protected them from the death angel. And I'm going to say this today, you need, you need sometimes, you just need to apply the blood of Jesus. Apply the blood of Jesus on your family. Apply the blood of Jesus on your life. Apply the blood of Jesus on, on your, your backslidden relatives. Just apply the blood. Amen. Because the blood is powerful. And it, and it, 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 it still speaks in the holy of holies. Mercy and forgiveness. You know, Jesus, you know, today is, is, is Palm Sunday, and I was thinking about that. I was reading about that this morning, and uh, I was thinking about how, how Jesus uh, was, uh, you know, came in to Jerusalem on a, on a donkey. And, you know, that, you know, he could have came in on a horse. But a horse is really a, an animal for battle, but he came in on a donkey, signifying that a donkey is an animal of peace. And Jesus came to give us peace. He came in Jerusalem in peace. Isn't that awesome? He came to, to bring peace 
to mankind. And so he came in and they had those palm uh, leaves and they, and they put them on the ground and they waved them, amen. And I'm telling you, those, those palm branches, you know, the palm tree, I, I heard this, the palm tree is one of the strongest trees known to man and it can take, it can take a beating with the wind, it can bend all the way down, it can, it, can, it can handle any tropical storm. And I believe that what those palm trees represent is, is the is stability of Jesus and those that are standing with Jesus, no matter what the winds of this life, no matter what the storms of this life, you're going to keep standing. I'm telling you, Jesus shows us how to stand, and we're going to keep standing with Jesus. Do you believe that today? Jesus I'm telling you, and they started worshiping him. And the Pharisees said, you need to quiet down to your disciples. And Jesus said, listen, if they don't, start, if they don't shout glorifying God, the rocks would cry out. And I'm telling you before, listen, we need to be people. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to encourage you today. You need to be a worshiper. And this church is a worshiping church. And I'm not talking about Sunday mornings. I'm talking about every day you get up, you need to start shouting glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? He is the Lamb of God. Spotless glory to God. So, so we, we're talking about the Lamb today. And we're talking about how the Lamb plays a part in our lives. Amen. And I want to talk to you a little bit about, about the Lamb of God. And, and so uh, Jesus is really considered our Passover Lamb. Glory to God. And so, and so there's three things about the Passover Lamb I want to talk to you about. First of all, the Lamb that they used, that the Israelites used to, to, to actually cover their sins. You know, the Israelites in the Old Testament, the blood of these lambs just covered the sins of the people. But you know the blood of Jesus does a lot more than just cover our sins. It washes our sins away. In other words, that means that we don't have to walk around, you know, hoping and wishing that we're okay with God. You are all right with God because of the blood of Jesus. Have faith in that sacrifice. Have faith in the sacrifice that Jesus paid that, to make us right with God. You're right with God. Why? Because of the blood. If you accepted Jesus, the blood doesn't just cover your sins. It washes your sins away. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 says it this way. The second part says, For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Glory to God. So the lamb has to be perfect. And in Exodus 12, 5, uh, it says this way, The animals you choose must be a year old, males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Amen? So, so, so we see this, that, uh, that, uh, that they had to have a perfect lamb. And Jesus, listen, Jesus is perfect. He's perfect, and he's the perfect sacrifice without spot or wrinkle. In other words, Jesus walked this life perfectly in perfect obedience to God the Father. I wish I could say that I'm perfectly obedient to God the Father all the time. But thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that ever cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Thank God if I walk in the light... 
as he is in the light, we have, we, we have uh, the blood of Jesus that will cleanse us from what? Some unrighteousness? All unrighteousness. So how do you keep the blood working? Keep walking in the light. How do you walk in the light? Walk in the light of the word that you know. As you walk in the light of the word that you know, what, what do you mean by that? What the word tells you to do, you do it. You obey the word of God. You walk in that light. And as you get more word and more understanding, you walk in more light. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And when you walk in more light, the blood of Jesus, basically walking in obedience to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we have to see that. And, and, and you know, Jesus, it was interesting. The next thing Jesus did uh, after he, he, he came into Jerusalem, you know, he went into the temple and they were, they were selling animals for, for the week of the Passover so they could be sacrificed because the people would come in from all these different towns because that week was the week of Passover and they would sacrifice a lamb for their families. And in the temple, what they were doing is they were selling lambs and they, the, the priests would inspect the lambs. And sometimes the people would bring in a lamb and the priest would, would, would fudge a little bit and say, your lamb's not good enough, you've got to buy our lamb. And so they were, they were basically extorting the people. And when Jesus came in, they were turning God's house in, into a house of merchandise. And Jesus was so fired up you know, he took that cord and he drove the money changers out. I'm telling you. And what did he say? He said, my house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. I'm telling you, listen, we got to be very careful as Christians. We're not making it all about the money. We're not making it all about us and our provisions and what we can get out of it. Good, you know, God will supply every need, but we don't need to be focused on that. We need to be focused on our relationship with God. We need to examine ourselves and make sure that we're serving God, not for what God can give to us, but what we can give to him. Hey, I thank you for some amens. Because a lot of times we, we come into this walk, we're thinking, what can God do for me? No, 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 what can you do for him? And when you start worshiping him and making your house, your tabernacle house, your body is, a, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when you start making this tabernacle house a, a house of praise, a house of worship, a house of prayer, I'm telling you, God's going to move. I'm telling you, the anointing and the grace of God will be on your life. People will see the difference are you hearing what i'm saying to you today i'm telling you god is so awesome i'm going to say this uh you know the world you know the world believes this and and this is how the world thinks they think that everybody has are inherently good and good people are going to make it into a better place and normally you hear this at at funerals that was a good person and, you know, and, and people, and you always say, well, at least they're in a better place. And the world says that, but the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible doesn't teaches there's two places. There's a good place. There's a heavenly place, but there's a hellish place. There's two places. And but a lot of times the people of the world will say, well, that was a good person. Surely God would uh, uh, bring them into a heavenly place. But listen, listen, only perfect people can make it to heaven. Oh, my gosh. 
I know it's quiet in here now. Only perfect, you say, man, only perfect people can make it to heaven. It's not a good person, it's a perfect person. And you're quiet. I'm going to say this, the blood of Jesus has made you perfect to stand in God's presence to get to heaven. Your spirit, just man's spirits made perfect as it says in the book of Hebrews. Your spirit is made perfect and you can't get to heaven unless your sins are totally washed away. Unless you have, are you listening to what I'm talking about today? This should make some of you happy here. You have perfection in your spirit, glory to God. You got to be perfect. Jesus makes us perfect because of his blood. He makes our spirits perfect. Now, I'm not talking about your flesh. Uh, we got to grow in faith. But you're, you're not going to be any more righteous uh, today than you will be next week. Because a, your righteousness is based on the blood of Jesus. You can't grow in righteousness. But you can grow in faith. You can grow in holiness. But you have right standing with God. You can't get any better in your right standing with God because of the blood of Jesus. Is this helping anybody today? Because of the blood of Jesus. But people think that God grades on a scale and you can be like maybe 90% you know over the 51% mark and if you're over 51 the scale tips your way and you can make it to heaven but that's not how it works because how good do you have to be to make it to heaven how good do you have to be well Jesus is uh, is 100 and 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 Hitler say is zero where where do we fall at I used to witness to people, and I would ask them, do you think you're going to make it to heaven? And they say, yeah, I think so. I said, what's the percentage? What's your percentage? And they said, well, they would think about it a little bit, maybe 70%. That's a D. <laughs> and I said, at 70%, yeah, maybe 70%. What makes you think, well, I'm not as bad as the axe murderer. <laughs> I'm not as bad as this person. No, 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 we have to compare ourselves to Jesus. And in our own, see, listen, you have no goodness besides Jesus. Can I say that? In yourself, you have no goodness besides Jesus abiding. Uh, I can't be good unless Jesus is working his goodness through me for you. Apart from Jesus, I have no goodness. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. That's why, you know, this world it can be so deceptive to the unbeliever because there's goodness in this world even for unbelievers. And so this world is different because it has God in this world. Because God is in us and we're... This, and we're uh, Revealing the glory of God into this place and God's revealing his glory all the time. Even his reign is falling on the sinners and the saints. And so what sinners, what happens with sinners is they get a misconception. They think, well, it's good and it's bad down here at times. But they don't realize that hell is totally void of God. And heaven is totally full of God. And there's no goodness, there's no mercy, there's no love in hell. That's the reason why Jesus is our Passover lamb. That's why Jesus is the sacrifice. He paid an awesome sacrifice. He paid, he paid such a sacrifice for us. And the second key I want to talk to you about is 
the first key is the lamb has to be perfect. Jesus is perfect. It takes a perfect person to redeem an imperfect person. Amen? So you you have to be perfect to redeem an imperfect person. Number two, the lamb has to be sacrificed. The lamb has to be sacrificed. In Exodus 12, 6, see, because, listen, God required the blood of an animal to the, uh, the, the price of, see, because sin, listen, sin, uh, God said in Genesis, sin always brings death. So the wages of sin is death. That's a law. It's a law. It's a spiritual law. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of life, eternal life, is Jesus Christ. So that's a law too. There's a law. There's two laws. In Romans 8, there's the law of life in Christ Jesus that sets you free from the law of sin and death. Thank God we're walking in the law of life. But there is a law of sin and death. And so God had them sacrifice an animal, and the blood of that animal, the life of that animal was was to cover the life of a person. But thank God that Jesus is greater than any lamb that was slain to cover the sins of the people. And Jesus had to be, you know, it's interesting to me, a lot of people don't think about this, but Jesus was crucified, but more than he was crucified, he he endured. Has anyone seen the movie The Passion? And if you've seen that movie with Mel Gibson, uh, a lot of people, you know, have a hard time watching that because it was so, br- the brutality of it. But you know what? Th- that really didn't depict really what Jesus went through. In other words, that was pretty light compared to what Jesus went through because he had the sin of the world placed on him. And the Bible said in Isaiah 52, he says in Isaiah 52 verse 13, See, my servant will act wisely. He'll be raised and lifted up and highly exalted, just as there were many who were appalled at him. And his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So, so he was beat so bad, and he, was, and he was whipped, and he was beat, and he was punched, and he was slapped, and he was spit on. And, and he endured all this. Uh, he went to the cross and, and he, had, he had spikes in his hands and his feet. You know, he had these thorns that were that was on his skull. Think about what he went through. And I think about this and some people say, why would a good God send people to hell? And I want to say this, a good God doesn't send people to hell. What I'm going to say this is that, is that people, God doesn't reject people. People reject God. Can I say that again? God doesn't reject people because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God's not rejecting anybody. He, for all can come to, into whoever is willing to drink of the water of life. In other words, he has, has an open invitation, but people are rejecting God left and right. They don't want God. They don't want his goodness. They don't want his son, Jesus. They reject him. And in the consequence of rejecting the son, they don't get heaven. Are you listening? God's not rejecting anybody. People are rejecting God. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? In other words, you know, in other words, the goodness of the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is constantly being ministered to. But are you willing to receive from him? Are you willing to receive his goodness? Are you willing to receive his mercy? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we have to, we have to think about that. And in the Old Testament, it took two lambs every day for the sins of the people. This was an ordinance. They had to kill a lamb in the morning and a lamb at night. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.